continue on the theme that we spoke last time, and that's the order of the Dayenus. So we see in the order of the Dayenu that it seems that more or less it follows the sequence of the order, the way things take, took place, and we say, had God only done step one, and he wouldn't go for us to step two, Dayenu, that would be suffice, and now we go to step two, if he didn't, if he did the step two, didn't do step, step three, these steps are not by uh, importance or any other order, it seems from the, uh, most of it that it goes sequence in the order of the time, the way it took place. So, Today, the Rebbe asks, is, it says like this, the three Dayenus, it says like this, had Hashem killed their Bechorim, the firstborn, and He hasn't given us their money, Dayenu, that would be sufficient. Then it says after that, the next line, Ilu lonu es lonu es hayom. had He given us their money, but He wouldn't split the sea, Dayenu, that would be sufficient. And then it goes weiter. Had he split for us the sea, but he would not put us there in dry land. So, when we look at this, and then we look at the story, what took place in the actual exodus of Egypt. So we find like this, that Hashem was saying to the Bnei, to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he should instruct the Jewish people that they should go ahead and borrow from their Neighbors, as well as all, all things. Matter of fact, as Rashi explains, that part of the reason why God made the Makas Choshech, the plague of the darkness over there, is because the Jewish people were going into the neighbors' homes and they would see all these uh, fancy, expensive dishes, jewelry, and then later on, when they said to them, Can we borrow some of uh, these items? and they said, We don't have any of it. They said, oh, you know, we saw it, it's right there. We, they had a chance to see all that. And this was all done as we see in the beginning, way back in the beginning when Hashem says to Abraham that your children will be a, a slaves and a work for, for a nation and they will enslave them. And it says, the Pasuk says there, that later on they will go out with a large amount of a assets of property, they will take all the Egyptian, and we know that the Jewish people went and they um, cleaned them out, basically, and took out a lot of their stuff. That's one thing. After that, after that uh, story that took place, then came Makas Bechoydus, then came the plague of the firstborn, that happened on the 15th day of Nisa, and then later on, the Jewish people went and traveled to the sea, and seven days, Shvishal Pesach, they came in front of the Yamsuf, and then Hashem made the great miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf. Following the Kriyas Yamsuf, after the sea was split, it says that the Jewish people were so uh, involved in collecting all the uh, jewelry and all the expensive stuff that the Egyptians has brought with them, because it says that it was even more G'doyla Bizas Hayam that the spoil that they took from the sea, from the Egyptians, was a lot more than even the spoil that they took from the Egypt when they went out originally. Until we find in the Pasik it says, Vayasa Moshe, he had to sort of force them to leave because the Jews were busy collecting all this money and all the various different expensive stuff. So here the question is, 
What does the Baal Haggadah mean when he says, Had Hashem, uh, um, Hashem killed uh, their firstborn, and he wouldn't give us their money? What is money are we talking about over here? If we're talking about the money that they went and borrowed originally, the Bizas Mitzrayim, we're talking about what they took while the, after Makas Choshech, which they took, they went and borrowed that money. That's the money that we're talking about. So then that took place before the firstborn was smitten. Then this should say the other way around. So that would be, he gave us their money without killing the firstborn because the money that they took, the business Mitzrayim, came before the Herigaz of If we're talking actually, the Baal Haggadah, when he says that he gave us the money, he was talking about the business Hayam, so then he should say, um, not if the split the sea didn't give us the money because the money came after the sea. So he sticks it in in between, between the Makas Bechayres and the mak and the splitting of the sea, he said, gave us the money. There was no money in between in between the mak of and the and the yam. There's no money there. So what is he talking about? Yeah. All the money that he's getting, all the money that they got was from makas Meaning, if they, they didn't, they only got the money because of makas bechayres. Makas was the reason. Yeah. So that's the money they were talking about. Uh, they didn't get money. Yeah, okay. What do you want to say? It was borrowed, and, it only, and it's borrowed. It doesn't belong to them yet. But well, then, when they're killed in, 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 in Yamsu, at that moment when they're killed, now it belongs to them because they're well, That's what the Rebbe says. So the Rebbe answers. This is the Rebbe's answer over here. Very good. So the Rebbe explains over here that it's a similar, also, but it's a similar idea to, um, to what we learned earlier that the actual order, what we're talking about over here, as the Rebbe explains, is the money that they took out from Mitzrayim. But at that point, it was only borrowed money. The only time that it was verified and that they knew for sure that it was theirs already is after the Makas Bechoyres, because at that point, they knew that they're not coming back. So it was sort of decided, it was huchlat, as the Rebbe uses the word, it was decisively theirs at that point. It almost seems like up till that point it was still borrowed money because they were still obligated to return it. They said they're going to borrow it and they're going to return it. But the minute it was Makas Bechayris when they sent them away already, so now there was no return. So it turns out that the money that they got was at actually at that point. Yeah? No, but the, the Bakas Bechayres, they everybody said, go out of Egypt already. That was when already they said, don't come back, get out. It was, that was after that, that's when it happened. Yeah? So if you say that it's because, because there's no Yerush, that they die, what about the living people? No, they didn't just borrow from the Bechayres. Yeah, they borrow from everybody. They borrow from everybody. So, but not everybody died then. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. But, the, but after the Bakas Bechayres, the post says, they all said already, they all they said. Yeah, go, go, just leave, you know, take and go. So that was sort of the, the thing. But I think the Rebbe doesn't say it over here, but I think it, it also has um, uh, an idea, like it says in the, in the Shema Yisrael, we say, you should love God, it says, B'chol nafshecha, b'chol mo'idecha, with Hashem, with all your life, and also it says, with all your money. Um, so 
the question is asked, the Gemara actually asked the question, the Gemara says, what, uh, if the Torah says you have to love Hashem with all your life, so of course you're going to love Him with all your money. I mean, what is the, what is the, and the Gemara says, well, it's not necessarily so. He says, some people love their money more than their life, so you gotta, we got to cover all grounds. You should love Hashem and also So in a sense, over there you also see, even though it's but what comes first? So still it would seem that the money should come first. But I think that, you know, it's talking about uh, the Egyptians, I guess, first to them, maybe their money was more important in, in importance. But it's, I'm just saying, it seems like first it was, they died, and then it was then also they took their money. It's only a